My wife has Australian guy Siri. (laughs) And I don't like him. You don't like him? No. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. We're 11 minutes after 5 here on Wisconsin's Morning News. We had a booster club meeting at the high school yesterday. Ian, you know, our athletic director, is leading the meeting. Yeah. And like, I just felt for the man because he looked like... Uh, what was it, tip-off? No, it's just... Being athletic director in spring in Wisconsin oh. was the toughest job in America. <laughs> okay. Because right? it's like reschedule this, move this here, change the buses, change the umpires, whatever you got going so on. So, my kid had a baseball my game man. last night. And as you know, I, it, the first baseball game for my kid is always in the rain and it's always 10 degrees outside. Yes, right. Sideways oh, rain. Yes, always, it seems like. So, last night, I'm like, hey, buddy, you got to get ready. You're getting picked up, you know, by your coach here in about 20 minutes. You got to get ready to go. And he's like, I don't know why I got to do this. It's going to get canceled anyway. I'm like, well, it hasn't been canceled yet. Make sure you dress yeah. warm. Let's put some soup in a thermos. All this stuff. He's putting on long johns, you know, all this stuff. Because he thought there wasn't going to Yeah, he's like, again. it's not going to happen. It's, I don't even know why I have to get ready, blah, blah, blah. So I make him get ready. He's got all this stuff, his gear, all this. He gets Several out. layers under the yeah. uniform. He gets out by my brand new garage doors waiting to get picked up. Okay. And as soon as he stands out there, we get the text from the coach. Sorry, game's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I told you. Well, what are you supposed to do? I mean, you got to get ready in case. Because once in a while, we get surprised. You're like, oh, there's no way we're getting this in today. Well, you uh, you have to wonder, too, though. Like last night, actually, I know some areas got hammered, but other other areas didn't see much at all. So in some cases, you probably could have squeezed a game in there. And we're still looking at it from like when we were kids and we played on a, you know, a sand lot. Right, the stuff these kids are playing. Oh. These kids today, they got it, but you know all the, the artificial turf and things the like drainage that. Drainage is pretty good. Yeah, yeah that I could agree. dry off in a hurry. It's mm-hmm. not like we got puddles on the infield. Right. Anymore. Well, and he was playing a team from West Bend, so I'm sure they were happy <laughs> not to be playing. Like they had to be already oh. on the road. Oh my gosh! Well, they were getting pounded too yesterday, so I'm sure they were happy not to have to do that. Spring sports in Wisconsin. It's yep, a beautiful thing. Five thirteen. Brandon Snide has professional sports coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. With Giannis in street clothes on the sidelines, the Bucks pulled off a record-setting performance in a 138-122 win over the Miami Heat in Game 2 of their best-of-seven playoff series. Middleton with a rebound. He's going the other way. Triggers the pass ahead. Connaughton once more. Why not? Big shot, Pat. He has hit three from distance tonight. He has hit all five of his shots. He's got 13 and another timeout coming from the Miami Heat. Dave Kane on the call right here on WTMJ. As the Bucks would knock down an NBA playoff record tying 25 three-pointers. Pat Connaughton hitting six of his own. Bucks guard Pat Connaughton didn't play a single minute in a Game 1 loss to the Heat. With injuries to Giannis and Wesley Matthews, Connaughton was called upon for 25 minutes in Game 2. His response? 22 points. It's time of year where if you look back since I've been in Milwaukee, I always try to rise to the occasion. Connaughton's night featured 8 of 12 shooting from the field, 6 of 10 from 3. We were getting open looks, but we were doing so much other stuff. You know, we were making it harder on them on the defensive end. We were getting on running. We were playing with pace. We were being physical. We were having Brooke dominate the paint. You know, we were doing things that we're accustomed to doing. From Pfizer Forum, Greg Matzik, WTMJ Sports. The Bucks started out hot, especially Brooke Lopez. He kept the Bucks going early and often, led the team 
in scoring with 25 points. Yeah, he was great. You know, I think uh, his teammates finding him, his teammates looking for him, uh, being in attack mode, everybody, you know, created some good opportunities for for Brooke, and he delivered. Tied at a game apiece, the series now moves down south to Miami for games three and four. Game three will be played on Saturday night. Giannis will travel with the team, but it is unclear if he will play over to the diamond where Eric Lauer only allowed four hits over seven and two thirds innings. And the Brewers complete the series sweep over the Seattle Mariners by a final of five to three to secure their 14th win of the season. The Brewers finally wrap up their 10 day, 10 game road trip with a seven and three record and now come back to home to Milwaukee to host the Boston Red Sox starting on Friday night. Need your help today. WTMJ teaming up with the Brewers Community Foundation, a major effort to support the Wisconsin Humane Society, Debbie Lazica, animal lover, all-around compassionate human. What she got? She got a couple of dogs. Got a couple of dogs. She's had uh, other animals in the past. She's had cats before. She raises butterflies. She's got everything. Right. Perfect person for this assignment. It's a cause that's important for her, and she's going to be uh, joining us live from American Family Field later this morning. But I'll let her tell you a little bit more about this initiative. It's the Pet Supplies Drive-Thru Drive. This Thursday morning, I'll be out at Hellfair Field, you know, the one just outside of Ampham Field, to take any and all donations for their facilities. Director of Animal and Client Services, Rachel Hahn, sat down to talk to me about what exactly they need. We're looking for a few different things. Our highest needs right now are for our furry friends food pantry. We're looking for our cat and dog food, both hard and wet food for that pantry. We are also searching for more peanut butter. We use peanut butter in so many ways here in the shelter for enrichment. Something that's high value to get their brains going. And so peanut butter is really essential. And it's not just any peanut butter that will work. You want to make sure it does not have xylitol in the ingredients list. That could be poisonous to dogs. Creamy is best and helps us fill the toys a little easier. But really any kind, as long as it doesn't have that xylitol in it, would be great. Um, And any size peanut butter is helpful. And what else? Soft treats. Um, We use them in almost every way with our dogs, those soft treats. Um, So thinking vegan strips or pepperonis or anything that's nice and soft as treats for the dogs. How about non-edible? Potty pads are really helpful for us too. We send so many animals to foster that those potty pads really help those foster parents who are assisting with animals who may not yet be potty trained. We also line some of our kennels coming out of surgery with those potty pads to help those animals recover. Baby wipes we also definitely are in need of. Um, As you can imagine here in the shelter we clean up a lot of messes and so baby wipes are very essential for our staff and our volunteers. Oh, and don't forget, it is spring cleaning time. Pay no attention to the snow we just got. Time to clear out the closet of stuff that you are not using. If folks are doing that spring cleaning and wondering, hey, can the Wisconsin Humane Society use this item? WIHumane.org. We have our wish list right there so folks can just go right on and determine if we can use that item. It's not just for the adoptable animals either. Did you know the Wisconsin Humane Society has a robust wildlife rehabilitation site? They take care of any wildlife that may have run into some problems. They rehab them with the idea of releasing them back into the wild when it's safe. Those animals need a little help too. Our wish list has a lot of their needs on there and um, surprisingly some of the items on there might look similar to some of the items that you just have in your home. So thinking like Dawn dish soap or even you know some of the same things that are on the domestic side or on the adoptable side like those blankets and whatnot um, but the more specific needs are all listed there. Look our little four-legged and sometimes two-legged pals have been there for us 
let's be there for them. Help us help the Wisconsin Humane Society stock their furry friend's pantry and give all the animals a solid start in their forever homes. <coughs> Debbie Lazaga, WTMJ News. So you get it forever. Yes, yeah, I understand. <laughs> Donations start today at 7 a.m. at American Family Field. We'll be checking in with Debbie at 6.40 for the first time this morning. Hope there's a big old line out there at American Family by that point. And they'll take cash, remember, too. And the looks like the storms will be out of here at least for the time being. So the morning looks dry after we get through this first round of storms that are moving through southeast Wisconsin right now. Moving pretty quickly. So if you got any thunder and lightning by your house right now that should be moving out... And within the next half hour or so, we'll have a couple of more, couple of more storms throughout right. the day. But this first string, yeah. After this, we'll have a we'll have a break. Get you more on your full storm team forecast here at the bottom of the hour. At five forty-two on Wisconsin's morning news, were you in the newsroom when I was talking to Siri yesterday? <laughs> I was you, not. You were you not were in there. having a conversation with her. Well, no, I just sometimes I'll, I'll use it more often than maybe some. Okay. Although, I'm about 50% success rate. Like, you ask her for this, and then, like, something else comes up. Or My wife like, always gets them mixed up. She's talking to Siri when she's really talking to Alexa and uh, vice versa. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I just, I can't remember what I was trying to find out, but I asked her something, and then everyone was surprised when her voice came on. Because I have British Siri. <laughs> okay. Because you can go in UK there version. change right. it up. Yeah, I'll just see it. Hey, Siri, what's the weather? It's currently cloudy and 44 degrees. <laughs> See, now, isn't that pleasant? So why did you go with the uh, the UK British version? Because I just like her. I think she's polite, and I like to hear from her. How many different versions are there, do you know? A lot. Like, you can go in there, I mean, you can do full-on different languages and then different accents or whatever. My wife has Australian guy Siri, <laughs> okay. and I don't like him. <laughs> you don't like him? No. <laughs> He's like, you know, if she does, if she does the directions in the car, and he's like, turn left, turn right. Don't boss me. Don't boss me. (laughs) Don't tell me what to do. Australian Siri guy. (laughs) All right. Well, I can understand that. I don't care for him at all. Is there like a Cockney accent one? I don't know what technically accent. How how would that sound exactly? Oh, right. (laughs) I don't know which is which. (laughs) How do I get to Pfizer for him? Right. Go to downtown Milwaukee then. No, they're, they're, it's just that they say the same stuff. Although there are a couple of like colloquialisms, like uh, instead of the parking lot, British Siri says the car park. <laughs> Turn left into the car park. Okay, well, I can appreciate yeah, that. That's fine. I can deal with that. But well, I think she's very polite. Was the newsroom cool with it? <laughs> they just were surprised. Like, what is happening here? Because like, she's very nice and polite. And I like her. 544 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers remained red hot on Wednesday afternoon and secured another West Coast Series win. Bryce Terrain batted in the go-ahead runs in the seventh, and the Brewers completed the three-game series sweep over the Seattle Mariners by a final of 5-3 to three to secure their 14th win of the season. The Brewers finally wrapped up their 10-day, 10-game road trip with a 7-3 record and now come back home to Milwaukee to host the Boston Red Sox starting on Friday night. We're going to stay with some baseball here, some breaking news over the night. The Oakland Athletics have signed a binding agreement to purchase land near the Las Vegas Strip where they intend to construct a new Major League ballpark with hopes of breaking ground next year and eventually moving into their new home by 2027. 
Over to the NBA, no Giannis, no problem for the Bucks, thanks to an efficient offense and a barrage of three-pointers. Here's a turnover. Pass was behind out of bio, picked up by Ingles. He's looking to run. Transition three. Yes, sir! It's raining threes tonight here from Deer District. The Bucks connecting on another long one. The lead is 29 points. Dave Kane on the call right here on WTMJ. The Bucks 138-122 win over Miami on Wednesday was impressive, but the most impressive part of that win, doing it without their two-time MVP in Giannis Sedanacumpo. With Giannis in street clothes on the sidelines, the Bucks put together one of their most impressive nights of the season on offense. 81 first-half points and an NBA playoff record tying 25 three-pointers. Bucks head coach Mike Budenholzer. Just being in attack mode, playing fast, um, it's important to us. And, you know, I think there was uh, a lot of positives in that area. Pat Connerton and Drew Holiday combined to go 10 of 20 from behind the arc. We believe in ourselves. Uh, we don't need anybody to believe in us. We, we have the confidence in ourselves as a teammate and coaching staff and, and organization. From Pfizer Forum, Greg Matzik, WTMJ Sports. Tied at a game apiece, the series now moves down south to Miami for games three and four. Game three will be played on Saturday night. The big question is, will Giannis play? He will travel with the team, but it is unclear if he will suit up and play. The other big question, can I watch it on YouTube TV? Great question. My goodness. Some upset, what happened? Upset customers last night, apparently. So the game last night was on Bally. It was on Bally and NBA TV. The NBA, see, the NBA has really like, gotten in their own way with the first round of the playoffs. Like, First off, a game in Milwaukee should not have started at 8-10 last night. <laughs> Just yes, put, thank you. Put that out there. But uh, So the game was on NBA TV last night and Bally. If you don't have Bally, if you have maybe YouTube TV, right. it was blacked out on uh, on NBA oh. TV, and YouTube t- YouTube TV doesn't carry Bally Sports. Right. So, so you're just... You're screwed. You're, you're watching on the on your phone on... <laughs> or listening to us. Li- absolutely. But it, that's only first round. Correct. It'll okay. go to national televised after round one. So after round one, there will be no Bally anymore. Everything should be on TNT, ABC, ESPN. Okay. Got a follow-up this morning on the artwork that is supposed to be removed from Milwaukee's downtown convention center. The Wisconsin Center District owns outright all of the art that is currently on display and has been on display within the Wisconsin Center since uh, the building opened in 98. That's Wisconsin Center District President and CEO Marty Brooks, who joined Wisconsin's Morning News Live this week talking about the controversy. Controversy because... Some members of his board and the Milwaukee Common Council, under pressure from others in the community, urged and did receive a pause in the process to remove that artwork. Because some of the artwork features voices of indigenous people, people of color, the specter of racism and censorship have been raised not so subtly. Brooks says that's not it at all. This has never been about censorship. There have been a lot of wild claims made about the, the rationale and the motivation behind this, whether it was about indigenous authors or prose speaking to that effect. That has never been the case. Our mission has been to ensure that the expansion in the South Building speak to one another. And in looking at the art that's been up since 98, it's inconsistent with that. So what is it really about? You heard Brooks mention the North and South building. So the convention center, as probably folks know by now, it's getting a half-billion-dollar expansion, and that would be on the north side of the existing convention center. That'd be off Kilbourne. So right across the street from what is now Miller High Life Theater. The south side, then, is going to be renovated to match. So you don't have, like, old building, new building. That's something they didn't want. 
So they're going to renovate the existing convention center that we all know. Bring in the artwork now. It's words and passages from poets, writers, and in many cases, words affixed directly to the walls and woodwork in the convention center. It's so unusual to have something that's physically connected to the building that could not be removed or moved. Why can't it? Why can't it be removed? Why can't you save the art? Well, Brooks says it's, you know, it's not a sculpture. It's not a statue or something. It's not a canvas that's framed. Yes, move the painting, put it somewhere else, whatever. This is, in some cases, literally words glued onto a wall, walls that either perhaps are coming down or getting a facelift in the renovation. 50% or so of the uh, words that are up there are on walls that we are remodeling and and changing uh, so that there is a consistent look and feel with the north building to the south building. So here's where we are right now. Uh, Marty Brooks, again, president and CEO of Wisconsin Center District, says he has been in contact with the company that worked with the artists and designed this original installation. Says he has been talking with them for weeks, says they're on board and part of this process. Says they're going to work to preserve what can be preserved maybe even incorporate some form of what's there into the new and renovated convention space. They've offered to return, in some cases, artwork to original artists where possible, move pieces over where possible to other locations. I definitely think that's right. Right? I mean, if uh, you have this, regardless of the fact that Wisconsin Center District did pay for it, they yeah, it's theirs. The they commissioned, yeah. So Another they can thing do entirely if it's a gift, right? Right. I've gifted this to you. If you don't no longer want it, would you respect me enough to give it back? Okay. But they bought it. So they, like he said, they own it outright. They don't have to do some of these things, but they are going to. And I do think that's right. Bottom line to me is, first of all, it's not about silencing indigenous voices. There are plenty of white authors who are involved in the work as well. Let's take that piece out of it and don't take the race bait on it. It is still about public art and whether once purchased, whether public art must live in perpetuity. Does it become immortal? Or can you, you know, once it's become dated and tired and doesn't fit the renovated space, can it be decommissioned? That's what they're doing in this case. I still think that's right as well. Well, it's not even that, though. It's not even just decommissioning something. It's decommissioning something that is on giant pieces of wall. It's it's not even like you can just move a sculpture like you were talking. So that adds another weird tentacle to this thing. Well, and the other weird tentacle is... Ask 100 people if they even know what this is, who've all been in the convention center. It's been there for 25 years. We've been in and out of this building as people who live here and have enjoyed many conventions and exhibits and all sorts of things. And I guarantee you 90% of them have – I don't even know what you're talking about. Right. right this or, is where? Right or wrong, it's been, it's been described as by those who work there now, wallpaper. That it's become wallpaper. It's almost become part of the building where you hardly notice it. So that's where we are in the process, but we'll keep an eye on it. There's supposed to be some movement and um, perhaps some other announcements about what the future of that artwork is coming up next week. 557.